Hello, and welcome to the 139.14 podcast, sponsored by Limitless Broadcasting. I'm your host, Ashley Danny, and I'm so excited you decided to join the conversation. Let's see what we are talking about this month. Come on. Hey, everyone. Again, welcome to the 139.14 podcast. I'm Ashley Danny. If this is the first time you're listening, and if you are a returning listener, welcome back, family. I have been on a hiatus, sabbatical, whatever you want to call it, for a couple months now, mostly because just a lot's been going on in my life. And we're actually going to talk about some of it later in the show and why I kind of took this time to decompress and kind of rethink what I can handle um, and what I want to continue to do, what I want to change, that sort of stuff. Because if you're like me and you say yes to everything, you end up burning out at some point. And family, I burnt out towards the end of May, beginning of June. So that's why you haven't heard of me, heard from me. That's why we have a new season of the 139.14 podcast. And that's why there's a lot of changes going on. Um, So I'm really excited to talk to you about them. So here we go. I have some what I'm going to call admin notes. Uh, These are the things I'm going to tell you about at the beginning that has to do with just, you know, information I think you should know before we continue through the podcast, stuff about the show, maybe stuff that you can do off of the show, just different things. So these are my what I will now on call admin notes. So the show, since I've done a lot of rethinking about how I wanted to do the show and, and et cetera. I have decided that this show is actually only going to be once a month. And the reason for that is, is I was just so burnt out. If you don't know, I'm a part of another podcast on the Limitless Broadcasting uh, company called uh, Pixie Dust Twins with my best friend Sammy, and that one is a weekly one. Um, I have a full-time job. I have a puppy who I feel like she's a two-year-old toddler that just takes a lot out of me. And... Sadly, I am in the market to find a new job because my church position that I was a part of here, I don't know if, I can't remember if I've told you guys this, I can't remember the last podcast I I uploaded, but the church had to dissolve because of a bunch of different circumstances, um, including like COVID. So a lot has been happening. And because of that, because of everything I'm doing, I still want to do this podcast, but I realized that I cannot do it to the extent that I want to, meaning every single week. They were 20 minutes every single week. So the show now is going to be once a month, and it's probably going to be about an hour, maybe a little bit more, to have for the month. And then outside of the actual podcast on my website, Instagram, and whatever I put on Instagram goes on Facebook, uh, there will be stuff that I put up on the Instagram, whether it has to do with the show from the month or it might just have something to do with my creativity, my writing, um, my job search. You just never know because I'm a very eclectic person. I have a plethora of things that I enjoy, not just talking to people about Christ and Christ's love, but I'm very much a creative, so I love writing fiction. I love photography. I love um, just creating different things. I want to create a virtual online class for... Uh, writing. I want to create a curriculum out of the singles podcast that I did back in February. There's so much I want to do. So having the show just once a month is going to be the best option uh, for me. And I hope you enjoy the new format that we're about to go into. Uh, Next thing for admin notes, uh, just a reminder to follow me on Instagram. So everything we talk about today, you'll find random things about it on Instagram. Uh, Link is in the description. And I will also talk about it again at the end. Uh, Again, I have an email list if you haven't signed up for that yet. That's a a once a month a newsletter about some of the new things coming out, and it will have links uh, for some new content on my website once that starts getting up on the website. <laughs> and last but not least, I talked about the Pixie Dust Twins, which I always want you guys to check out because it's an awesome Disney podcast. We are having so much fun with it as we go into, this is September, so we're going into the 50th anniversary of the Magic Kingdom, which is awesome. 
So definitely check out that show so you can hear about all the new things. We're going to talk about what it's like being at Disney at Co- with COVID restrictions still going on. We're going to talk about some history of the Magic Kingdom. We're just... We're going to lay it all out there and it's going to be a blast. Um, but also on the Pixie Dust Twins, I am starting a new segment. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I'm just adding things. But it's it's going to somewhat coincide with, with my projects that I do for this podcast. But it's a new segment called uh, the Book Dragon, Book Dragon Reviews. And I say Book Dragon because I am not a bookworm. I am a fierce creature when it comes to reading, so I am a dragon. So instead of bookworm, I'm bookworm. I'm a book dragon, and I'll be doing reviews for Pixie Dust Twins. It will just be reviews of books from the Disney Publishing Company because we want to keep it in that line. Um, sometimes they'll cross over here into one thirty nine fourteen, but mostly. It will be Disney books. If I read any books that are not from Disney publishing, I will be doing the reviews on this show of 139.14. It won't be called Book Dragon Reviews because that is literally just Pixie Dust Twins. But I love doing reviews of books and talking about reading. So you're going to hear it in both areas. But yeah, I think that's all my admin notes. I have some great topics today. We're going to be doing some media recommendations because I've been doing a lot of reading, uh, listening to new music, and watching new movies. So I'm going to recommend some things for you. And we're going to talk about what I've been dealing with all summer, which is finding a job and the struggle that comes with that. So before we get into that, I though I want you to hear a special message from the Disney podcast. Here is a message from the Pixie Dust Twins. Hey everyone, I'm Ashley. And I'm Sammy, and we are the, the Pixie, Pixie Dust, Dust Twins. Twins. Going through Disney withdrawal? Well, we have the cure with Disney Center topics every week. You can check us out on all podcasting platforms or go to LimitlessBroadcasting.com for more info, merchandise, etc. We hope to see you on the podcast, but make sure to bring some pixie dust and happy thoughts. And aim for the second star on the right and straight on till you land on the Pixie Dust Twins podcast. We'll see y'all real soon. Don't those girls sound like, like fun people you want to hang out with? I mean, at least one of them you think it's fun because you're on my podcast right now. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I will digress. So definitely check out the Pixie Dust show. We just are finishing up a whole five weeks of Boy Meets World. And like I said, we're going into the 50th anniversary of Magic Kingdom. So that is really exciting. And of course, we have some great things uh, scheduled for Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas time. Now, let's get into what we're talking about today. We have two different topics that I want to go over. We're going to start with uh, the first one of media recommendations. So, like I said before, I have been just relaxing. So that means I've had more time to read. I've had more time to watch some new movies, even get into some newer music that I haven't been listening. So I just want to give some recommendations for you guys if you have not read, watched, or listened to these. So the first one is a movie recommendation. So as you know, Disney Plus has premiere access to things. And right now this movie is also a premiere access movie, but because my mom came to visit a couple weeks ago, instead of trying to go to the movies, we just decided to buy the movie on Disney Plus and uh, make popcorn at our house, which was much cheaper than going and doing all the things. Um, I know some people are mad about Disney Plus having premiere access, but honestly, it really does save you money in the end if you like make popcorn and stuff at your house. So anywho, this one right now is called The Jungle Cruise. Ah! So the reason I'm recommending The Jungle Cruise is number one, it is based off of one of the best rides at Magic Kingdom, The Jungle Cruise. Number two, it has some phenomenal actors. You have Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who, I mean, come on, people. If you have a pulse, you have to love Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He's just a fun character, and you kind of get to see him in a different light, Uh, most of the stuff that I've watched him in, he really doesn't have a romantic interest. So this was my first time seeing him with a romantic interest. It was still a little awkward for me, but it was good because the romantic interest slash the female lead who is just kick butt in this movie is Miss Emily Blunt. I mean, 
Come on, people. Emily Blunt's amazing. You remember her from The Devil Wears Prada. And then, of course, she is the remake of Mary Poppins, which I don't normally say that I like remakes very much, but her as Mary Poppins was the best choice in probably the pool that we had to create somebody who could take over from Julie Andrews. And I am a huge Julie Andrews fan. So that is high praise for Miss Emily in my book. Um, but both of them are in it. Also, you have Jack uh, Whitehall, which I've never really seen much of him before. I've seen him in a couple interviews, like when he's with multiple, like there's multiple actors on the couch. It's, I can't remember. I think it's Graham Norton. Yeah, Graham Norton show. I've seen him there, but I've never really seen him in anything. So this was my first time seeing him and he is hilarious. I think he did a great job in the movie as well. And just the whole storyline, it's just so much fun. They're in the Amazon. They are trying to find this curse. Uh, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson is the skipper. And if you've ever been on the Jungle Cruise, you know, they say these horrible jokes that are hilarious. And he does some of my favorite ones, specifically uh, the backside of water. And it just makes me crack up because it's very nostalgic. So if you love Jungle Cruise the ride, it's going to bring out that nostalgia for you. It also has a very kind of Indiana Jones-esque type uh, feel because Emily Blunt's character is wanting to go out and pretty much find um, this art artifact, I guess you could call it. It's not really an artifact. They're the tears of the moon. They're supposed to be able to help heal. But let's think about Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones, you found the Ark of the Covenant. You found uh, the, oh, I can't believe I'm forgetting what this is called. The Last Crusade was finding the Cup of Life, I believe is what they called it. But it, it was it was the cup that Jesus drank out of at the Last Supper. Um, and it was supposed to give you eternal life, blah, blah, blah. So finding a... I mean, I'm a Christian. So the Ark of the Covenant and that cup, I mean, I believe in the Ark of the Covenant. I know it's real. But they make it as a kind of like this fantastical thing. And that's what the Tears of the Moon is. It's a very fantastical artifact. But they are going on this adventure for it. And just how it all starts just feels very Indiana Jones, like how she has to steal it from them so she can get away from uh, the prince that is trying to get the artifact as well and then come to find out this prince who is the antagonist or one of the antagonists is german yeah again lots of indiana jones vibes and then also as you go through the movie you also get to a point when they start finding the more fantastical stuff and there's some couple characters that come out and you're like are you from davy jones's locker like you look very Davy Jones-esque like it starts to give you even more it gives you like a Pirates of the Caribbean feel and then the other movie that it kind of gives you at least for my brother he said he got a mummy the mummy like the original mummy with Brendan Fraser and uh, I can't remember her name but you know who I'm talking about that movie so kind of take those three movies squash them together and then sprinkle in the Jungle Cruise ride and you have the movie the Jungle Cruise I give it a four out of five just because it's fantastic. I think there's a couple things that I would have done differently. A couple things that I'm like, you're stretching a little bit, but not so much for it to just fall apart. Now, if you're thinking about watching this with your kids, just so you know, uh, there is a little bit of language, but it's not like over the top crazy language. It's just like one word, one or two words, if I remember correctly. And then there's a lot of kind of violence and kind of grotesque violence towards the end of the movie. So just know if you your kids have squeamish stomachs or um, are fearful a lot, this might not be the movie for them. So that is my movie recommendation. My second recommendation is a book. So this is also a book that I'm going to be doing a full review on the Book Dragon reviews for my first uh, episode because it is from Disney Publishing, which I didn't realize when I bought it, when I found out that it was Disney Publishing, I'm like, no wonder I love it so much. But anywho, uh, this book is called The Curse of the Specter Queen, and it is the first book in a new series that's starting out. The author's name is Jenny 
Elder Moak, M-O-K-E. I might have said that wrong. I'm so sorry if she, for some reason she ever hears this. Uh, <laughs> doubtful, but you know, I apologize. Uh, but the book also has very much a female Indiana Jones feel. It is about these childhood friends who they've been apart for a long time and this curse of the Spectre Queen comes along and they kind of get sucked into this adventure to save the world, you know, everyday Indiana Jones things. So uh, you got some fantastic characters. Uh, The female lead character, her name is Sam, which I found awesome because, you know, one of my best friends' his name is Samantha uh, or Sam or Sammy, however you want to say it. But her name is Sam. Uh, she has her best friend, Joe, and then Joe's brother, Bennett, who, of course, is Sam's love interest because, you know, you can't read a YA book without love interest. So I definitely recommend this book. I don't want to give too much away since I am actually doing a full review on this with all the fixins in uh, my other podcast. So definitely I will put a link in there when it's available for you to listen to. But I definitely recommend it. I give it a 4.5 out of 5 stars. It is so much fun. I can't wait to see what adventure they go on next. And yeah, uh, for your YA children, it kind of depends on what you allow them to read. There's nothing really bad in it. There's no um, sexual content that would make you feel uncomfortable or your child feel uncomfortable. And The only thing that, depending on your kind of take on things, because I know every family is different, uh, there's a lot of kind of fantastical, the Spectre Queen is like a goddess from the Irish tradition. Uh, in this book. So if you don't like your kids reading about that sort of stuff, uh, it's kind of like the equivalent of the Greek mythology. This is Irish mythology and that's wrapped into this book. So if you are against that, you probably don't want your kids to read it. But if that, if you can help your kids understand that it's all about myth and it's not real, I think they would really, really enjoy the book. I know I did. All right. Last recommendation uh, before we go on to topic two for today, uh, and that is music. I am super excited about this because I actually didn't have any music recommendations when I was first putting this together. Uh, When I was looking over it again today, I'm like, you know what? I have something I want to recommend to everyone because it's kind of a cool story. And I find it funny that every single one of my recommendations has some sort of link to Disney which is not really that much of a surprise because of who I am and what I love. But anyhow, anyways, so Disney Channel has this show. I believe it's still going, which I find fantastic because I think it's on like season five and Disney usually stops after three seasons, but it's called Bunked. Now, in the first two seasons of Bunked, there was a boy counselor and I can't remember his name off the top of my head now, but he was played by Kevin Quinn. Well, Kevin Quinn, we find out on the show he's a singer, which duh, any Disney Channel star has to sing because they make a ball sing. But he's a singer and he leaves the show and I kind of try to follow him because I really do enjoy his voice. But I really didn't find him anything until about, what was it, this past spring, they, Netflix came out with a Christian musical, which I talked about on one of my past podcast shows, called A Week Away. And Kevin Quinn is the main uh, star in the movie. And uh, he has some great songs that he sings that they're on my playlist and I'm listening to, but those aren't my recommendations because now Kevin Quinn just released his first solo single, like not about a movie or not from anything. Like it's his own like single called Wildfire. And I did some research on it. Like I listened to it. I'm like, oh, this is really good. I really like it. But then I did a little bit of research about like what, uh, label he's going to and that sort of thing. And what I found out is this is actually a Christian song. It's a faith-based song talking about God and the fire God had put into him because from the research that I found, Kevin, when he was doing the movie A Week Away, that movie helped him find his faith again and come back to God. And it sounds like, if if everything I read was correct, it sounds like he is in a Christian label. 
And that's the route he's going in with his music. And if that's the case, I am super, super excited about that because he has a great voice. And I think he's a great young presence for Christian uh, girls and boys to show that um, God is amazing and and fantastic. So I'm really excited to see where he goes uh, with his career to see if it actually like holds steady or if he kind of goes up and down in valleys. Uh, we'll, we'll see. But I'm super excited about this song. Again, it's called Wildfire. I'm going to put a link to it in the description so you can listen to it uh, via YouTube or wherever I end up wherever I I end up finding it. So those are my three recommendations today for the month of September. The movie I recommend is Jungle Cruise. It is on Premiere Access, or you can go to it in the theaters. The book I recommend is Curse of the Spectre Queen. It is brand new, just came out this year, 2021. You can find it in your local bookstores. I found mine in Barnes & Noble. Um, They're not paying me to say their name. It's just one of my favorite bookstores. And then uh, I recommend Wildfire by Kevin Quinn, which I found on Spotify, but you can probably find on any streaming music website or even YouTube. I know he has a music video out for it already. So those are my media recommendations. Let me know uh, on Instagram, Facebook, or in the comments, if you can do comments below. If you have already watched, read, or listened to any of this, if you like them, if you don't like them, I'd love to hear you guys' opinion. But that is it for media recommendations. And before we go on to my main, main topic today of discussion, uh, let's hear a message from my sponsors, Limitless Broadcasting. Check it out. Hey, it's Robert from Limitless Broadcasting, reminding you to tune in to Limitless Broadcasting Network anywhere you get your podcasts, from Apple Podcasts to Spotify. Check us out today. Yes, definitely, definitely check out Limitless Broadcasting. They have a bunch of other great shows, not just the Disney one I've talked about, uh, the Pixie Dust Twins, but they also have one about living with chronic pain. Uh, Robbie has been living with chronic pain for years now, and him and his wife go through that story together on that podcast also there is oh i believe another one about pharmaceutical life uh, called slinging pills by sammy because she is a pharmacist um and there are some other great shows on there there's also a patreon account that you can uh give donations to to help them continue to fund the uh oh my gosh I lost my train of thought to fund uh, their endeavors with the uh, network podcast network that they've put together. And there's some other great projects that they are going to be doing here soon outside of the podcast realm. So definitely to check them out. Links to follow them on Instagram, their website, etc. are in the description as well. All right. So we have talked about media recommendations. Now we're going to go into kind of my bigger topic, the one that has really been just oh, weighing on me all summer long as I have tried to navigate this new kind of spot in my life. So in almost full disclosure, I'm going to tell you guys what's been going on. So back in... Oh, I can't even remember now. I believe it was May. It was either end of April, beginning of May. Um, The church that I have been a part of, the reason I came out to Lincoln, Nebraska, started kind of falling, not falling apart, but a deconstruction of the church kind of started happening. Uh, First up being um, the lead pastor uh, with a bunch of legit circumstances. Like there is no... There's no hate. There's no anger. Nothing from me in this when I'm saying this. But he had to uh, step down. He or he decided to step down from being a lead pastor at that point. And if any of you out there are in ministry, you probably get it. The burnout, the uh, the turmoil it can kind of take on your family with bills, especially a church plant during COVID. Like there's a lot of struggle. There's a lot of stress. So it started with him having to step down and then as things were kind of brought up as things were talked about by mid-June uh no beginning of June um our worship pastor and his wife who are two of my best friends decided for 
their family, it'd be best to move back to Texas, uh, which again, totally support them, totally happy that they're there. I miss them like crazy, but it was the right step for their family and God was definitely opening those doors for them, which I'm very happy and thankful for. And then I decided to step down as well around the same time as the youth and uh, children's director, just because it just, it didn't feel like anything was moving forward. It just kind of felt like all of a sudden we were stuck. And mostly the stuck happened when COVID hit. So by the end of June, the church itself was dissolved out and it was a pretty much a job loss. I kind of feel kind of like a layoff, um, a weird layoff sort of deal when it when it comes to that. And it's never easy because if you've ever worked in ministry, Ministry is pretty much your whole life and it overtakes you sometimes and you kind of put your identity in that sometimes. Um, So there was a little bit of that struggle when I realized that the church had the church was dissolving and it it really like shocked me awake because I was like, oh my goodness, I thought that this was my place that I was going to live forever. I thought that I was going to be a part of this church for years, maybe not forever, but for years down the line and, and all these things. And when the church dissolved, it kind of shook me awake. Like, Ashley, this is not, this was just for a season. This is not your long-term roots in the ground forever. It's like, oh, okay, well, what do you want me to do, God? <laughs> Um, in a panic, I started, even before the church was officially dissolved, I started applying to a bunch of different places, like trying to find where God maybe was leading me next. And I'm going to, I got to say, when it comes to trying to find that next step in a panic, it doesn't work. It really doesn't. Because the reason that you are trying to move to the next spot is because you're more worried about yourself than what... God is wanting you to do. And I'm still kind of struggling with that a little bit. I'm still kind of working through those emotions because I have not been in my call for ministry long. I've been in my call for ministry maybe the past five years. So I feel like now that I don't have a ministry job, like I I thought I need to be, that I'm not doing what God wants me to, to do. But the thing is, is I'm exactly where God wants me exactly the right time because Here's something that we tend to forget is that ministry isn't just in a job when it comes like a church job. Ministry is in every single place that we work, every single place that we go. All of our different interactions is our ministry field, is our place to show God's love. And that has been something that I have been really struggling back and forth with, with where I need to go next. Now, ultimately the end the end goal and um hopefully it's it's here in in very soon is to find a new job uh closer to home because I left Indiana about two years ago and I have not been back because of COVID um I'm going back next month for a wedding which I'm super excited for but as I see my parents when they come and visit me, as I interact with my family over social media, I realize that as I get older, even though I'm not that old, I'm only in my 30s, but as I get older, I realize how much my family does mean to me and how much I miss them and how much I really do just want to be near them again um, with whatever job I end up having. So as the summer has come to a close, as I'm as I'm kind of trying to find the next steps, I've been applying for other jobs in Indiana. And I've actually been applying for jobs in a couple other states where I know people because I have also came to the realization that I don't do well by myself. I don't do well by myself at all. Um, When my best friends left to Texas, I just I think that was another problem for me is that I just I went down into this emotional spiral and you're going to hear me like crying through the mic um, a little bit as I talk about this because everything just kind of fell apart at once. And when everything fell apart, it felt like what was my purpose here? Now, I'm not saying I got like so deep, deep, deep in depression that I couldn't pull myself out because that's not the case. I'm just, I'm, I was really sad and I still am sad because I am living here by myself. I am not with my support system or my family. And I'm not saying that the people at my church 
that I was at are not a great support system, but I have only known them for like a year and a half to two years. Whereas my best friends who left, I've known for almost 16 years, 15, 16 years. So it, it's a big, it's a big difference. Um, cause for me finding that trust and finding that, um, those people that I can call my people is a longer process for me. It just doesn't ha- just happen, mostly because I am very much an introvert. Uh, on here, it sounds like I'm an extrovert, and it's because working in youth ministry, I had to literally train myself to be an extrovert. On reality, I am very much an introvert. I love my alone time. Doesn't mean I always want my alone time because I like hanging out with other people as well, but... I am really a a introvert at heart. I just have trained myself to be an extrovert. And I'm going to be honest, being a trained extrovert takes a lot out of you because it's not always who you truly are. So anybody else out there who feels my pain, I get you. I got you. Um, it, it's It's a lot. So there's been a lot of struggle this summer. There's been a lot of questioning. There's been a lot of um, kind of droughts in my spiritual life. I think there was a point where I just was mad at God for all of this. And I think I was also mad at God because I got an interview right away at a church in Indiana. Um, I went through the process. They even flew me out to see if I would be a good match. I really thought it was going to be my next step. And then... It was not. I was, they told me that they were offering it to somebody else. And that devastation like racked me because I'm like, okay, I have no other prospects. I'm out here by myself. God, what am I supposed to do? Like I was mad and I was sad and I felt betrayed. Oh my goodness. Um, so that's kind of what I've been going through and why you haven't heard from me much and why there's been a change in kind of what I'm doing creatively when it comes to things. Now, as I'm coming out of the summer, I feel like I'm, I'm moving into a different season, which is awesome because I feel like when I get to move into a different season, I, I can see things in a different perspective. And I'm, I feel like I'm kind of, I feel like I've been trying to claw my way out of the valley that I kind of stooped down into when I, when I kind of got mad and depressed and sad. Um, but I feel like I finally found the footholds and I'm finally almost out of that valley again, um, which is so good to feel. And, and anyone who has ever felt that way or anyone who is feeling like you're in the middle of the valley right now and you have no idea if you're ever going to be able to claw your way out of it, just keep moving forward. Keep walking through that valley. And and here's the important part. And it's hard to tell yourself this when you're in the midst of it because you don't want you don't want to admit it. But I'm going to admit it for you at this point because I didn't admit it to myself earlier. You need Jesus. You need God. You need to reach out to him. You need to let him help you up that valley. Because if you don't, you're just going to continue to be stuck there. And I think that was part of my problem this summer because I was it was very dry on my spiritual my spiritual uh, time with God and prayer and different things. And and I've noticed as I've started to uh, number one, ask for forgiveness for being a dumb butt and to start to spend time with him again. That's when I started to feel like I was finally finding the footholds to get up out of the valley and and onto the next um, step, mountain, plateau, hill, whatever you want to call it in your analogies. So definitely, if you're listening to me and you're in that valley right now, spend time with God. It, it is the only way you're going to get out of that valley or you're just going to keep falling deeper and deeper and it's going to turn into a crater. Then it's going to turn into a well hole that there is no way out. So spend time with God. That, that is the most important thing that I can give you out of all of this experience this past summer. So you're probably wondering, okay, Ashley, that was depressing. Where are you now? What's going on now? You said you're still trying to find a job. I am. But here's the, here's the other struggle. Now that I'm, I'm, I'm getting kind of back out of there, as I still look for jobs, as I still kind of search, I'm not hearing much back. I'm even calling people and I'm not hearing much back. And I think that's because I, and I hate to play the gender card, but with this, it's, it, it, it works. Um, it's cause I'm a woman. 
And, and it's not in a bad way. It's just that a lot of denominations do not believe that women should be licensed pastors because of whatever passage they want to point to in the Bible. And the funny thing is, is we can point to passages that say, oh, women shouldn't be leadership in ministry. But hey, we can point to passages that say, wait a second, there was a female pastor in one Gospels. Why aren't we focusing on that? Or hey, back, oh, when did I do this series? A while ago, I talked about judges, the judges, or one of the female or the only female judge, uh, Deborah. And she was in charge of judging all of Israel during that time. We, we, we tend to pick and choose what sections of the Bible that we want to believe. Um, and it's wrong and it's unbiblical, but a lot of denominations do that. That's why we have so many different issues in denomination, cross-denominational, because everyone wants to believe their interpretation instead of all trying to figure out what God's trying to say together. But that's my that's a different rant. So I really feel like trying to find a ministry job is just really a, a more of a struggle than most because I am a woman, especially to find something in the youth department or really any department that isn't children's ministry or an assistant of some type. Like I've gotten on websites when I OK, so back up when I research a ministry job. I will get on their website and look at their staff. If I look through their staff and all of their pastors are men and the women that are in that past in that church are just assistants or quote unquote directors or coordinators, that is like bad news for me because the position they want is a youth pastor, not a youth director. And that's the issue that I had with the Southern Baptist Church when I went to work at this church plant. They didn't treat me like a director. Uh, my church didn't. But in the Southern Baptist realm, I could not be a licensed pastor. So I was just the director. And that is a huge struggle. And it's a self-esteem thing also for us because we're like, wait a second, we can do this job. I know I can do this job. I've been in youth ministry for years as a volunteer and then working in it. But you're not giving me a chance because I'm a woman and because you think because I'm a woman, I shouldn't be a pastor. It's hard. So there's like two or three denominations that I know of that will hire on women pastors. And non some denominate some non-denominational blah blah blah. If you you know what word I'm using, non-denominational churches will hire women as pastors. Some of them won't. And it's hard to figure out those. So it's a huge struggle to try to find those churches that I can even apply to without getting just totally looked over. And I probably have applied to some of them and got totally looked over, even though I tried to do my research as best as I could. And it sucks. I'm like, I'm serious. It just, I don't like to say that much, but it does. It sucks. Because I know there's stuff that I can bring to the table because God has given me this passion for youth and I know I'm supposed to use it one way or another. I just wish people could see that passion and not just see who I am on a resume, which also doesn't help that I'm not married because apparently there's like this stigma with non-married, non-married anybody working in ministry. Uh, that's also that weird stigma that a lot of denominations still hold, which just ugh, irks me because hello, Paul never married, called to be celibate. What if I'm called to celibacy? Please, Lord Jesus, don't let me be called to celibacy for the rest of my life. But what if I am? That's not fair to hold that stigma of, oh, you, we really would like you to be married because then more than likely you won't do something sexually dumb with somebody else. Which I find so laughable that that stigma is still around when really most of the scandals that come out is married pastors doing dumb things with women that aren't their wives. Just going to put that out there and let it sit. But anywho, so I'm so because it's been such a struggle, I have now started looking at jobs outside of ministry. Uh, right now I'm in a, an administrative assistant, but I kind of feel like an office manager most of the time because of all the different skills I've gotten. So I'm actually looking at office manager jobs, uh, executive assistant jobs. I've just been looking at other things that would just at least give me back home and where I can actually pay my bills, which is kind of hard for me because I know that's not where my heart lies, but until a church gives me a chance, I have to 
survive one way or another. Um, and it's hard. It's hard decisions like that that we have to make. And I know some of you out there, they're like, yeah, I have to work three jobs right now while I'm trying to figure out if I can actually do what I want to do with my life or or different things like that. It's jobs are a struggle because money is a struggle. And because we because sin creates this issue with money and just blah, it's just it's all sin's fault. Just boil it down to this bare essential. It's all sin's fault with all of this. <sighs> Yeah, there's not no more. There's really nowhere I can go from that. So anywho, next point. Um, So I'm looking outside of ministry and I'm using LinkedIn. I'm creating an attractive looking resume and I'm checking in with these people within a couple days via email or phone, mostly phone, because let's be honest, people, since we've went to technology, 30 or 40 resumes can go to a person with this uh, with a job. But the problem is, is then they have to like sort through it and they just get tired of sorting through all the resumes and just pick the best one that they find towards the top of the pile when you're at the bottom and you might be the most, uh, qualified one for the job. So my recommendation and what has helped me in some of the interviews I have had is actually reach out to them, actually call them, leave a message, ask them if they've been able to look at your resume. I know it's an old school approach, but guess what? In a world of technology and saturated resume life, checking in in person via phone or even via email is going to help your pers- your um, possibility or what's the word I'm looking for? Um your chances of at least getting an interview. Because at least in the interview, then you can show them who you are, right? I mean, I hope so. I hope you don't act like somebody else when you're in an interview. You need to be yourselves in the interviews uh, because they're going to find out who you are as soon as you start working, just just so you know. So that has (laughs) been my life the past couple months as all of this has been happening. And I know that there are people out there that are struggling, maybe not the exact same situation, but are struggling on finding a job as well. I mean, COVID did not help us with our job market, and it's been extremely difficult to find a good job or even just to find a job in your field or now need to take on like two part-time jobs because you can't get a full-time job. There's just a lot going on. So I want to end with this how to deal with the emotional turmoil and stress of the struggle. And these are the five things I've came up with for myself, and I'm hoping that one or two of them make sense to you. Um, But the very first thing, very first thing on the list that you need to do to help deal with the emotional turmoil and stress is pray. You need to pray. Because here's the thing. When you pray, you finally, uh, how can I put this? When you finally open yourself up to God and open yourself up to what he wants you to do and what he wants you to learn from this and and actually tell him what your struggles are, what you're stressing about, what you're mad about or confused about, when you actually start communicating with him and then listen, whether it's from his voice, whether it's from different people or whatever circumstance of however he talks to you, you're going to start getting answers and you're going to start feeling better because you feel like, You're just not sitting there alone and you're not waiting for this God Almighty to pay attention to you. He is paying attention to you. But the only way for you to realize that is to talk to him. So number one, pray. Number two, don't bottle in your emotions. And I am a very great person to do this. I've been bottling up my emotions since middle school. And it's caused nothing but emotional turmoil and stress. So... When I realize I'm starting to bottle things up, I call my mother. And that's because uh, my mom has become one of my best friends and I can just tell her just everything. Like I can just lay it all out there. Here's my emotions. This is what I'm bottling up. I just need to get it out there. If mom's not available or when my best friend was living here, um, I would go over to her house and we would just vent to each other. Um, I have another best friend in Florida uh, that I vent with if something is going on. But have people, find people or not find people, you probably already have the people in your life, but recognize what people in your life you can spill out your emotions to because as soon as you start filling them out, spilling them out, you're going to start feeling so much better. 
And it's not going to be boiling up inside of you, causing you to have stress and anxiety and panic attacks. They're not fun. I've had them for a while now. They suck. You probably might know how I feel. And you understand. They suck. So that's number two that I recommend. Number three is carve out some hobby time. I realized this summer that I haven't actually sat down and read a book, like a fictional book that I just want to sink my teeth into all year. So I finally just sat down this summer and I have already read four books out of my my 10 list that I've created and I've started number five. Uh, the Guinevere Deception, which I'm very excited to do because it's a King Arthur story. Uh, so that one you'll be hearing about probably in the next month or so. But anywho, um, carve out hobby time. What do you love to do? Do you love to read, write, paint, play sports, um, uh, puzzles, photography, whatever your hobby is, make sure you're carving out time to do that because it helps de-stress you. It helps you not just always focus on the negative in your life. It's putting something positive in your surroundings. Number four, having a regular sleep schedule. Like making sure you have a, t- a time around you go to bed and a time that you wake up. This one I've done much better with since I've become a full-time, because I have a full-time job and I have a dog who likes to be up at the butt crack of dawn. So I have a regular sleep schedule. I try to go to bed by 9 o'clock. I know. I sound like an old lady, but that's my schedule. 9 o'clock, and then I try to wake up by 6 o'clock. So that gives me enough sleep to kind of rejuvenate for the next day. And I keep to it regularly. Lately, it's been a little off because my mom was here and she stays up late, so I'd stay up late with her and whatever. But... I'm getting back to my regular sleep schedule, and that helps with stress so much. And now, number five. So we got pray, don't bottle in the emotions, carve out hobby, hobby not Harvey. <laughs> I've been, re, I've been uh, re-watching Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and apparently Harvey's on the brain. Uh, carve out hobby time, regular sleep, sleep schedule, and number five, see a counselor or a therapist. I have done this. Actually, when all of this started, I have a, I had a counselor that I was talking to a while ago, and, and I kind of stopped because she helped me work through what I needed to work through. But as soon as this whole church devol- dissolving thing happened, I was I called her right up. I said, I, I need to talk to somebody. I can't not have some help in this. And it's okay to see a counselor or a therapist. It's okay to work on your mental health. It is such a powerful tool that God has given us. He has gifted people to help us work through the crap of sin. Whether it's in a whether it's a Christian therapist or a non-Christian therapist, either way, they're working through your your junk and that junk is normally from sin. So, it's a great thing to do. So, I I encourage you Try one, two, three, four, maybe all five of them to start helping you with your emotional turmoil and stress of the whatever struggle you're in. This isn't, these aren't just for a struggle of job finding. This is struggle of anything that you're going through, whether it's marriage problems, whether it's school, whether it's uh, finance, whatever it is, these things will help you start moving in a forward direction. I'm not saying that these are just going to magically make everything go away because if that's the case, I would not still be stressed out of my mind about finding a new job. But it does help us manage that emotional turmoil and stress of whatever struggle we're in. The struggles are never going to go away. The only way that's going to happen is when Jesus comes back and sinful nature is cast out forever. But until that day, we're going to have the struggle. So, Take the steps to help fight the negative in your life and continue to try to balance out the positive, balance it with the positive. Whew, that was emotional heavy today, but I think it was important to talk about. I think that uh, there are people out there struggling with the same stuff that I am, uh, whether it's a ministry job or a different job. So I really hope that I've given some encouragement to somebody today um, or maybe just an entertaining story. Who knew? Or maybe just a great tip about, you know, calling somebody when uh, you put in the interview. But well, however this podcast was for you today, I thank you for joining me. 
So just to close up, uh, links for Wildfire by Kevin Quinn and uh, Curse of the Spectre Queen is in the descriptions if you would like to listen and or watch um, or not watch, listen and or read either one of those. And then next month uh, in October will be the next episode and they will come out on the first Friday of the month. We are going to be doing, again, media recommendations. Like I told you, I'm reading The Guinevere Deception. So if I get that done um, before I film for October, I will give you a uh, review on that if it's good at all. Um, If not, I have some other books that I finished that I'd love to talk to you guys about and recommend. Also, there's a new movie coming out this, yeah, this month in September. It comes out mid-month. It's on Netflix. It's called He's All That, which I read about it and it is supposed to be a spin on She's All That. She's All That was a Freddie Prince Jr. movie that came out when I was in high or no middle school. Uh, wow, I'm dating myself. And I loved that movie. So I'm kind of excited to see what they're going to do with this movie. It looked like it has some good actors. So I will give you a review of that movie next month to let you know if it's good, if it's bad, who's the audience for, etc. And then, of course, next month is our October uh, episode, so I will weave some Halloween in there. It'll probably be Disney Halloween stuff because really that's the only way I celebrate any of my holidays is it has to have Disney of some sort in it. So hope you are ready for that. Um, And of course, check out my website and Instagram to continue following my job search journey. I'm going to keep you guys updated on it as everything goes Uh, and I'll let you know when it changes. Who knows? Maybe by October I'll be living in a different state. Crossing my fingers. Please, Lord Jesus. Um, But really, family, I am so glad that you joined me today. Uh, Good luck in all your endeavors. I am praying for all of you, uh, and I cannot wait to talk to you next month, or maybe we can catch up on Instagram uh, during this month. Bye, friends and family. I'll see you next month. Thank you for listening in today, and I don't want the conversation to stop here. Make sure you go to buyashleydanny.com and Danny spelled with an I-E instead of a Y, and check out all the great extras for this month's show. Also, make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast so you can tune into next month's episode as soon as it drops. Bye, family. I'll see you next month.